What's up, salespeople? Welcome to Sales Transformation, brought to you by Leadium, the podcast that helps you transform the way you sell. I'm your host, Colin Mitchell, and each week I'll bring you new episodes every day with top sales experts so you can learn from the best. Join us daily for our short, impactful, and tactical episodes to level up all areas of your sales game. And I hope you enjoy today's episode. Now, something that you said you wanted to talk about today is, you know, that sales management is the X factor. And so tell me, what does that mean? And I want to dig into some of your thoughts around it. Yeah, well, as we talked about, you know, it's such a tough job. I have a lot of empathy and sympathy for sales leaders today because their job is so difficult. And Colin, I know you're an expert in the space and we've seen the stats come out from Gardner and others that say the CRO's tenure is about 18 months these days. So incredibly difficult job. But also the tenure on salespeople is diminishing. And my, my concern with, with our industry today is salespeople aren't getting effective coaching. And so when you think of the three things a sales leader needs to do, they do have to manage or inspect. They've got to motivate, but they have to coach. And if you or I think of the best sales leaders we ever had, we look back and they are the best sales leaders we ever had because they were great coaches. Unfortunately, it looks like coaching is the one thing out of those three that keeps falling off because that sales leader is so overwhelmed with what they have to do every day. And and so I'm hoping everybody listening today thinks about that. And, and sets up coaching environments where they're blocking coaching and leading and developing their team as almost as important as anything else they do as a sales leader because your job is to influence the future behavior of the sales team in a positive way. The best way of doing that is by coaching. But you got to block that into the calendar or else it never happen. Yeah. And I, I definitely know that this is a huge problem. And... You're right. Sales leaders are overwhelmed. Don't make it a priority. Don't put it in the calendar. Um, how do they change in order to realize, hey, this is way more important than than I'm than I am, uh, you know, realizing. And how 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 do they? I mean, I think change is hard for a lot of sales leaders and yeah, sure it sales is. leaders tend to be pretty stubborn. I, <laughs> I, I happen to know that, <laughs> you know, and I think this goes back to what we were originally talking about, yeah. right? Is learn it all and not know it all. Right. So you've got to shift that mindset to be open to the fact that like, Hey, this, this is a real problem and I need to fix it. Yeah, it's such a great point, Colin. And one of the things I'd, I'd ask sales leaders right now to think about is where do they get the joy in their job? Because we talked about the challenges of being a sales leader. It's probably not super fun for many today. And the reality of it is if you're in the right job as a sales leader, the joy actually comes from developing your people. And so, so where we would start would be to say, am I actually booking in opportunities to to coach my team, specific opportunities to coach and develop my team. So I think a lot of sales leaders think, hey, I coach automatically in a one-on-one. 
or I'm coaching when I tell my salesperson how to close that opportunity. Oh, They're going to come yeah. in. You know why I, see I tell what, them? I see what you did there. I see yeah. what you did there, Mark. <laughs> and, and you know why I tell them? Because I'm sweating because it's coming to the end of the quarter. So I'm going to tell them exactly what to do to close the deal because I need the deal as a sales leader. Yeah. I mean, I, I get the challenge. But, but it's all this short-term thinking that doesn't really help us elevate the performance of the team. So I, I like to book in coaching and um, situations in terms of my calendar and if I've got, if it's an inside team, I'm coaching, I'm going to just send somebody a note to say, hey, I'm going to spend the morning with you a week Thursday. And spending the morning with you just means I'm going to be sitting beside you as we make some calls. We do outbound demand generation. I'm, we're going to work together on everything you're doing. Hopefully, we're going to have a couple of live calls where I can observe. And we'll talk about what's going to happen before the call. And then the call will take place. And then after the call, we're going to do a post review. And one of the things I'd encourage is just to have each party say, okay, let's go get a coffee. We've had a great uh, sales call for 25 minutes. Let's sit down over a coffee. Write down a couple of things you really liked about what took place, a couple of things you might do differently, and, and share with each other. So have the actual sales rep do that first and share, and then share what your thoughts are. Okay. Then as long as we've written them down and we've captured them, now we're thinking about what we're doing rather than just doing it. And then we'll say, okay, how are we going to apply this to the next pre-planned sales call that we've got? You know, we do the same thing when we're in the field with outside reps. So I might just let somebody know, okay, I'm going to be in Chicago uh, a week from Thursday. Keep me busy between eight and noon. And then, um, you know, a few days before that, that event, I'm going to say, send me the calendar and let's plan for these meetings. Same thing. A little bit of time before, a little bit of time after to make sure we capture some learning. But they need to know and I need to know it's a coaching event, which means if we're in front of a client and we're talking about things, as the leader, I'm not just going to jump in and take over the sales call. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm going to let them go. Let them do what they're going to do. That's how we have to help somebody develop and learn. Now, if it's a new rep, we might say, okay, let's book four meetings and I'll do one, then you do one, then I'll do one, then you do one. We'll do the same post review. But it's really having these intentional coaching moments, Colin. And for those who haven't taken a read lately, I'd really encourage, read The Coaching Habit by Michael Bungay-Stanier. Okay, no tie to it. It's not my book. Love the book. Mm -hmm. Fantastic book. And you're smiling. I'm sure you've read it. You're so well-versed in this topic. Yeah, it's it's a good one. Um, but I've got like several questions. I want, I'm just dying. Please, fire away. To here. Um, the first thing I want to go, go into is you said something um, to the sales leaders to ask yourself, where are you finding joy in your role? But I would almost argue... <clears throat> that there's a different question you may want to ask yourself first, which is, are you finding joy in your role? Yeah. Because yep. there's a lot of sales leaders that frankly shouldn't be sales leaders. Yes. And so, <clears throat> because when you, when you, when you said that question, you followed it up with, <clears throat> it should be in coaching your people. Right. Yes. And if that's not something you find joy in, then do yourself and your team a service and 
go get a different role. Yes. That's a hard pill to swallow, I think, for a lot of people. But if you don't find joy in that, that is the definition of the most important thing of a sales leader is developing your people, coaching your people. And I was just sitting here listening to how you were describing how a sales leader should be coaching their people today. And to me, it sounds like such basic stuff, you know, not to, you know, but it's like, it's basics. These are basic things that used to be very mandatory as this is how you would coach a rep. And <clears throat> somewhere, uh, you know, as you were talking about that, I was thinking, how did we get away from this? Yeah. And I can't help but think technology has ruined this a bit, right? You're because right. the sitting with your people has sort of like, well, hey, all calls are recorded. They're in gong, they're in chorus, they're in wingman. The problem is if you ask a lot of sales leaders how much time they actually spend listening to those calls, they don't. Most of them don't. So you have to be intentional, like you mentioned, Mark. You've got to schedule it. You've got to say, hey, I'm going to sit with you. We're going to you know, review these calls, and then we're going to break them down, and we're gonna, I'm going to ask you some questions, not tell you some things. And then I love how you described you know, if you're on a sales call with your, one of your people, whether that's virtually, whether that's in person, don't jump in. Don't try to do it for them. you got to see how it plays out. And I think that's hard for a lot of sales leaders because they want to, especially if they're, you know, full coach and not player anymore, right? Because we've got these hybrid right. sales leaders that are part right. player, part coach. And yep. for them, it's hard because they're like, hey, am I player or am I coach? You know, what am I supposed to be here? So understanding that is a challenge. But then you've got the sales leaders that are full coach and not player, but they miss being a player. Yes. And they got promoted to being a coach. Because they were the greatest player on the team. Right. And, and I will tell you very quickly, my first sales team that I ran, you know, a long time ago now, 20 years ago now, um, after having been, we'll use the hockey analogy again, kind of one of the better players, maybe the Wayne Gretzky, the sales team. Nobody will know that analogy. Um, now I'm in the sales management job. Within six months, everybody on my team was miserable and I was extraordinarily miserable because it wasn't positioned right. I didn't go into that role because I wanted to develop people. For some reason, it just seemed to be the progression, but I kept telling everybody what to do and they hated that. And they couldn't do what I was telling them to do my way. They wanted to do it their way and I hated that. And all of us were miserable. And as will happen with large companies, the worst managers get promoted and I was the worst manager and I got promoted again. And now I became in charge of a division where I knew nothing about the business. So when people were coming to me saying, what should I do? I had no alternative ex except to say, you know, I don't know. What do you think you should do? And so suddenly they got mm. to grow and develop. And suddenly I realized how much I liked seeing them grow and develop. And frankly, it took all the pressure off me because I didn't have to have all the answers because I had none of the answers. And that it just, be, funny. it became fantastic. That's too funny. Yeah. Uh, like, it, you know, it was not by design, but it no, worked I, out well. <laughs> not by design at all, but, but worked out super well. And then that's where I really found this joy in leadership and remembered about all those great coaches that I'd had. 
You know, the funny thing about being an athlete, um, Colin, many of the folks listening, and I played a little bit of, of hockey in, you know, back in my day at prep school and so forth. The coach Could have guessed that. Could yeah. guessed that. Yeah, that's why my <laughs> face looks this way, by the way, unfortunately. <laughs> but um, the coaches on a hockey team can't do it for you. They're not going to come in and play net for you. So they've got to get the best out of you. There is no confusion there. And I think we get a little confused in terms of sales leadership today, where we're not really sure, you talked about the player coach, we're not really sure what we're doing. And and folks need a coach. They don't need another player in the field. We need to make them the star of the story, not us. Yeah, yeah. Well, Mark, it's been great having you on. <clears throat> really appreciate this topic. As we wrap things up, any final thoughts? Well, first of all, Colin, thank you so much for having me on the show. What a great conversation. So nice to meet you finally. Um, final thoughts out there would be, I think we all have to be on this mission to elevate this profession to the profession it really is. And so I'd encourage everybody to think about what you're doing in professional sales today. And is, is this something that is a profession or are we doing things from yesteryear and treating it like a trade? And sales leaders out there, I'd encourage you to take a look at your team, identify one or two things you think you might be able to help them with, and then ask them where they think they need help. Make it your mission to elevate your team. You'll feel better about what you do every day, I guarantee it. Thank you, Colin. Yeah. And where is the best place for, for people to get into your world, Mark, if they wanted to connect with you and learn more about what it is that you do? Oh, wonderful. So, so LinkedIn is always the best place. It's Mark Cox at LinkedIn, and, and that's in the funnel is the name of our company, our coaching and training company. And we've got a podcast, Paul, Colin, as well, called The Selling Well Podcast. The Selling Well Podcast, and we'd del be delighted to have you as a guest anytime. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. We hope you enjoyed it and that you didn't forget to subscribe and share so that we can help more people transform the way they sell.